Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Way podcast. Uh, this week we were joined by three warriors who wanted to join the show to talk about uh, the JROTC program that they have found so valuable in their time here at WHS and like they said, have really found a sense of belonging uh, within the program. So Grant, what'd you take away from Charles, Grady, and Ricky? Yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, having those three on. It's the first time we've had that many guests on, but it was perfect listening to them all because they all brought different experiences from JROTC uh, with it. Uh, it was fun hearing that it's not just an Army class. They shared that many times with it, and we had a little fun with the draft at the end with them as well. Yeah, and I think the the cool thing for me was just hearing how, in their own way, like you kind of spoke about, uh, they've grown through the program, and, and the, te- the, the program really teaches and emphasizes emphasizes growth in self-confidence, uh, self-esteem, finding those leadership skills that they maybe didn't know they had, and I think they're all finding those in their own unique ways. Um, and our draft, we had to change up a little bit with three people here. We uh, had to change it from top five down to top three. Uh, so we hope you enjoy the draft and enjoy this episode of The Warrior Way. All right, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Way podcast. We are joined this week by three warriors, which we're really excited about. We haven't had this many people in on a podcast before, but they are excited to talk about the topic that we have today. Uh, We've got some people in today that want to talk about JROTC. Uh, So I'm going to let our guests introduce themselves before uh, before I mess up any names or before I get them in the wrong order. So uh, first off, we'll start with uh, Ricky. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Ricky. I'm a junior, and I'm the Battalion Executive Officer for the JROTC. Hi, my name is Grady Lewis. I am a sophomore, and my role within the battalion is the S3, or Plans and Operations. My name is Charles Reeves. I am the S4, the Logistics Officer, and I'm in charge of inventory. So the, the coolest thing about you guys hearing that is I can tell right away it's cool that you have a title and that you've achieved that title through things you have done here at Washington within our JROTC program. So we want to get to talking about those things here in just a little bit. But first, I want to hear from whoever wants to pull that mic toward them. Um, how did you get involved in JROTC? I actually joined my second semester of freshman year. And it was kind of an interesting experience because I had always seen these people wearing these uniforms around the hallway. And it was really interesting because I had no idea what they were. And I just started asking around one day and I got involved with my counselor and I actually set up a time to like sit in the class and see what everything was about. And after that, I ended up, um, you know, joining the class second semester. And ever since then, I really liked it. So it's been nice to meet new people and just get to know like better around the school. Yeah, so I remember um, at some point in eighth grade when we were talking about what our plans were for freshman year, so going over schedules and things like that. And one of the parts of what we were doing was it talked about some clubs and extracurriculars. And I remember seeing JROTC and a couple of my other friends said that they were considering it. And so I eventually found out that there was a class involved with this. And so I took the class freshman year. I enjoyed it and I'm still in the class and I've learned a lot from it. Uh, how I joined the class was my freshman year, my schedule was mis- mixed up. Um, it was by, I had too many main classes, I had no electives. And so I talked to my counselor to fix it because I had no lunch or study hall. And then they said, let's just put one elective class in it for second semester, and they put JRTC in it. And just looking around the hallways, seeing everybody in that awesome uniform, 
just seeing how it stands out more than anybody else really got my attention. Um, so kind of going around with you guys, how has JROTC impacted your experiences while being at Washington? For me, it's definitely been something about like community. And as a scared freshman, I was always really afraid of high school and like how big it was and all the people there. So it was kind of a way for me to have some people to have behind my back. And it was really fun to just meet new people and get to make new friendships. So for me, I knew when I started high school that I wanted to be in some sort of group or extracurricular just so that I wasn't completely alone because not all of us can be six feet tall and play football or basketball or whatever. Um, and so when I tried JROTC and it improved my leadership skills and I met some great people, I knew that I was in the right spot. Um, how JROTC impacted my experience? Um, I joined the class and learning so many things more about like about myself and self-confidence it just changed like not being afraid of many things and I think that's really a, a, a point we want to hit on here eventually especially when we talk about the circle of courage and with belonging we'll get into that but I feel like you three especially you found a way to make JROTC a place that it's kind of like a family to you would you agree yes like you <clears throat> you come in and you you know your people well, uh, you, you, you know the ins and outs of it, and, and something we want to touch on is the misconceptions of what JROTC is and what it isn't, okay? But first off, you guys have a motto within JROTC that you stand by. What is that motto? Um, the mission statement of JROTC is to motivate young people to become better citizens. Okay, and when I hear that, what does motivate, how do you motivate students or motivate individuals um, to become better citizens. What does that look within your program? Well, S Lieutenant Colonel Burmeister and Sergeant Fink, they can't force us to just magically become better leaders. But what they can do is provide us with the opportunities and the education to allow us to work on our skills with our peers and to become better at leading. Do you, and this is for any of you, do you guys feel like if you hadn't, if you hadn't have taken JROTC and learned some of those leadership skills, do you think you could be sitting here doing this podcast and talking to strangers this easily? I really don't think so because I've always been like kind of scared of public speaking and just being like out there and like putting myself out there as a really shy person. And I think JROTC has really helped me like get out of my comfort zone a little. So within your program, what are, what are some misconceptions of what your program is and isn't? Because I know for me, I've been lucky enough to teach down here close to where your program takes place. So I can talk to Sergeant Fink and I can talk to Colonel Burmeister. Um, and I've had students that have been in JROTC. But what are some of the biggest mistakes that people think about um, or make about JROTC in general? Well, people think it's just an Army class or easy credit to take and move on. Well, JROTC is more than that. We, we learn things that help learn more about yourself and there is a few army like we do like practices in the morning and it does talk about like how to do the facing movements marching and when you in class we do over lessons we talk about getting to know you and it's more of a socializing also too just getting to know the other people well one thing that we do notice is that when kids are walking through the halls and they see us in these uniforms that look like military type things. 
um, and they see us, some of us, with like short military style haircuts and stuff, they think it's all about getting into the army, and like that's the only mission of JROTC. Um, kind of going back to the mission statement of motivating young people to, to become better citizens, it's a lot about like learning about self confidence, self esteem, um, working on your teamwork and leadership skills. And at some points, we learned about things like making a resume, um, finance related things. And kind of like Charles said, we do talk a little bit about like the flag and military history, but that's just a small part of the class. And then I just want you guys to touch on a little bit more about the things that you learn within JROTC. You, you spoke about a few of those core principles. Like when you register for JROTC, one thing to realize is that the title of the class is leadership training. You're not signing up for Army. You're not signing up for Navy. You're signing up for learning leadership skills. Expand on that just a little bit. Yeah, so Junior ROTC stands for um, Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps. And when you sign up for the class, it's actually listed under Lead Ed Train, which is, as you said before, leadership education and training. And so that just kind of goes to show that our class is not military concentrated, but it's actually leadership focused. Um, so we are not really recruiting for the military. Um, only three to five percent of our cadets actually go on to that. But if someone does want to go on to the military, we certainly do have those resources with them. So it's it's not really not about the military, but there are some principles that are similar to that. And I want you to each touch on this point. Um, you know, I think about how you spoke Grady I think about how we're not all six foot seven and gonna play on the boys basketball team we're not all you know football players we're not all athletes okay and that's perfectly fine within your arena you're learning the same principled skills that they learn on the basketball court or on the football field things like self-confidence things like how to be part of a team um, things like self-esteem leadership skills for each of you individually what is one of the biggest areas one of the you know those those um, whether it's self-esteem, confidence, what is the biggest thing that you have learned and, and developed and learned about yourself within JROTC? So when, well, really this was kind of through middle school as well, but especially when I started high school and I was in a new building with so many new older people, uh, I was pretty quiet. I didn't really talk to many people outside of like my core friend group. And so as I joined JROTC and I've been in it through all this time, um, at one point in my freshman year, I commanded a first-year drill team, and I learned a lot about leading my peers and speaking up, I guess. And now this year, I'm the commander of that same team, but instead it's varsity. And so just being able to see like my growth as a leader and as a person has just been really rewarding for me. Uh, last year, I was the S4, which is a supply and logistics officer, and it was really fun to kind of get that kind of like formal role in the battalion. And now this year I got promoted to the battalion executive officer. And it's really fun to kind of develop my leadership skills and learn more about self-confidence and self-esteem. Um, I had stage fright and was just so nervous to just be in front of a crowd, even though it was a small crowd, just say anything. And being in practices and seeing how they command in front of it could be just nine people or three, and I was still nervous, and they were just brave enough to do it. And I just started speaking up more, got more confident, just 
self-confidence. That's called having positive peer pressure, right? You saw some other people have to do things that maybe made you uncomfortable, and you expected yourself to do it too, which is a good thing. Uh, We've heard you guys mention your uh, teachers a few times throughout this, and we've also brought them up. So what we'd like you to do right now is kind of describe both those teachers to us. So we have Sergeant First Class Fink with us and also Lieutenant Colonel Burmeister. Uh, They're two really great instructors and they are retired from the military so it's really cool to have them in class and just they have so much knowledge behind them and it's really nice to be able to get some of that from them and learn so many new things. Grady, before you start talking, what do you think about Colonel Burmeister's jokes? Um, it's, it's hit or miss, but <laughs> just that positive outlook in the classroom is definitely, um, a very good, unique thing after sitting in a class like geometry or chemistry for a while. You get kind of bored, but then you come down to the far end of the E-wing and you get to listen to some dad jokes that some, some are funnier than others, but it's Trust me, you're going to need those someday. I'm a dad now and I, I need dad jokes. Same with, uh, Coach Scout and he needs dad jokes too, so... Charles, what are your thoughts on your teachers? I say they're they're just very awesome. They helped me a lot, and they helped me get to the spot that I am today. Very good. And I, Charles, I want you to keep the mic. I want you to talk a little bit about some of the events that you guys do within JROTC. I heard just briefly a really cool experience you had teaching, actually teaching middle schoolers. So I want you to talk a little bit about that first, but also what other events. Um, makes up JROTC in general. What do you guys take part in? Uh, well, we went to the middle schools. We went to Patrick Henry and Whittier. And we were talking about the flag, like the origin, how to fold it, some just cool facts about it. And then we had, like, at the end of it, a question saying, like, are you interested? Do you want to know more things about it, about JROTC? Uh, the first class was they were really interested and almost all of them had their hands up just asking the questions about anything and we answered most of them Grady what about you what like what about the you know the military ball and some of those other events that makes up JROTC yeah so actually part of my role as the S3 or plans and operations guy um, part of my job is to actually plan for the military ball now this year with um, this little thing called the coronavirus, we haven't exactly had that yet. Um, I believe we're looking at having it a little bit later in the year, where traditionally it would be in November or December. But um, that's, I guess you could say it's sort of similar to like a school dance. However, we have a catered meal. Um, we have a guest speaker, usually somebody from like the National Guard or something like that. Um, and it's it's a pretty unique night. and. Everybody that comes usually has a great time. What about the, is there a trip to Rapid City you usually take annually as well? Yeah, so that's called JCLC, which is um, JROTC Cadet Leadership Camp, and I have not had the opportunity to go quite yet, but it's a really fun uh, five-day trip to Rapid City, and um, they just kind of go through some um, some morning PT and obstacle courses and different uh, team building activities and it sounds really interesting from what I've heard from it and it's really fun to kind of get together with others and kind of have that sense of community in the summer. Any other events that you guys want to touch on and make sure listeners know about? I want to mention Color Guard. I just want to say it's not Color Guard team that does just waving around the flags. It's not that type. It's the Color Guard team that goes before the games, does the national anthem, 
and shows how formal we are and nice and neat how we do it and looking sharp. And that's that's something that you practice often, correct? Uh, yes, before the game starts, we just make sure we go through it and there'll be like no mistakes or anything, so it looks nice. It does, and we, we always commend you guys too. You do a really, really nice job before our start of our basketball games as well, so. Yep. Uh, every week on this show, uh, we do uh, talk about the circle of courage, and this week we're going to focus on belonging. So how has JROTC made you feel like you belong to something at Washington? Well, kind of like I said earlier about how not all of us can be on varsity sports or things like that, um, I believe that JROTC provides a unique opportunity for any student, no matter what you look like, where you come from, or even how old you are. It gives you an opportunity to have similar senses as other activities of things like being in a family almost and working together to achieve a common goal and that's something that we all strive for throughout different opportunities throughout the year and that's just something that definitely the three of us have thrived in and what would you know ricky or or uh, charles you can take this one what would you tell a student because i know i've had students who ask about jrotc um, and wonder what it is, and I'll read the, the description of it, and I'll maybe even introduce them to Sergeant Fink or Colonel Burmeister. Um, what would you tell the student who's maybe curious about JROTC but isn't ready to pull the trigger on taking the class or taking, uh, putting themselves in the program? The way I would tell that student, saying, like, when you take JROTC, don't need to be really stressed out about it. Um, it's pretty chill class, most can say. Uh, we do have morning practices. It is optional. We're not forcing anybody when they join the class. We recommend people try it out. For people who are really on, a, on the edge about taking the class, it's really interesting or it's really fun to note that um, our class has academics four days a week and drill one day a week. So one day is spent out of the classroom and just doing some team building and different activities that are like hands-on from what we've learned throughout the week. And we also have a whole bunch of different lessons that we do. Like we have lessons on government, history, financial planning, first aid, the brain, and even like building resumes. So it's really not one topic and it's it's fun to kind of jump around and see what other things you can learn instead of just having a focus on one thing at a time. And it sounds like those classes apply to many life areas. Like you said, you're trying to, they're trying to prepare you for life circumstances and life situations. So all those classes sound like they do that pretty well. Yeah, they do. And as, as we've said numerous times, it's not all about getting you into the military, but while some of the skills that we do learn in the class can be useful in the military, but they can also be useful in the regular civilian world. Right, exactly. All right, anything to add before we get to our draft? Um, I, I think that's it. Do you guys have anything? Okay, let's do it. I'm going to have uh, Mr. Scouten explain our draft today because it's going to look a little different. All right, so we're going to do a draft, and this week... Uh, we are going to draft, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? Okay. Normally, what we do is, uh, with our guests, if there's only three of us, we each pick five. Well, since there's five of us, we're going to shorten that just a little bit, and we're going to pick three things that we would do if we won the lottery. So how it works again is, we'll start with Charles. Okay. We'll, you'll make a pick. We'll go to Grady, Ricky, 
Tobin, myself, then I'll make another pick, go backwards then, and then you'll make the last one, we'll come right back. So we call it snake style draft, okay? okay. So this week's theme, if you won the lottery, what would you do with the money? Charles, what would you do? I would pay off like some debt or money that needs to be spent to pay off. Charles, you're not even an adult. <laughs> We're supposed to be the ones that pay off debt I here. would just help my parents for it That's oh, if I would gosh. want. Okay. Dang it. All right. You actually took mine. Um, I, I, this is going to sound kind of boring, I guess, but maybe a car? Okay. Now, hold up. Go back to Grady. Now, we have to be more specific here because I, if I want to choose a car, I think I also have the ability. What kind of car are you buying? Um, I, I guess a, a Tesla, I guess. How about that? <laughs> I'm really not sure. I think I'd probably want to do something that would help others, um, first of all, to just kind of, <laughs> to just kind of um, you know, get out there and see what others are able to help with. All right, Ricky, I was thinking about this before we started this draft, and I was actually going to preface the draft with asking, are we, like, being r really nice here with our lottery money, and are we giving it all away? Because I could do that every day of the week. I'm going to be really selfish with this draft. So I'm thinking about if my money could not be given to other people, how am I spending it? Um, so I am first going to uh, pay off my house, okay? I'm going to pay off my house, get that out of the way. Uh, the first thing I would do... Like, obviously it would be that, would pay off the house. But if we're going to be selfish, I think I'm going to go kind of long that way, but I'm going to build a house, I think. So that the first thing I would do is build a house. Uh, the second thing I would do is, um, always at the back of my mind, I've always thought of starting a business of some sort. I don't know what kind, but it's always been there. So maybe use that money to start a business. Okay. All right, my second pick, uh, I am going to... Um, once coronavirus is, is past us, which is hopefully soon, I'm going to take my wife and daughter on a nice trip to Europe because I know my wife wants to go to Greece, and I'm not sure why, but we're going to Greece. Um, on a more selfish note, I think I'd want to adopt a dog. I've always really liked pets, but I've never really had one other than, like, a fish. But I had a, I had a fish named Puppy, so, I mean, that, that makes up for it. <laughs> whoa, 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 take the mic back. You had a fish named Puppy? I did. It was a beta fish, and he was quite aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hmm. Um, well, since I kind of picked a car first, now I feel bad, so I guess I have to do something nice now. <laughs> You um, totally don't. Just because you're following Ricky, yeah. you don't have to. Do, you be you. Well, she's making me feel bad. Um, <laughs> um, I guess maybe kind of tailing off what was kind of already said, maybe just a bigger house for my family, I guess, within the Washington district, just sure. to clarify. Sure. Um, second thing I would do is donate some money to the school um, just to help them out, stuff like that, like more equipment and stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, my last pick, got to make it good. The rest I would just save and think of what later to buy. You must have taken a money management <laughs> uh, class from Sergeant Fink. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's kind of st statistically proven that people that win the lottery usually go bankrupt because, you know, if they were smart with their money, they wouldn't be buying lottery tickets. So I guess maybe I take a page out of Charles's book and I guess just save it for something I really want. 
I'm really not for the budgeting side. So I think that with my money, I'd probably invest it in some Christmas decorations. You know, I'm a real, I'm a real big fan of Christmas and just movies, and I really like the festive season. And now's the perfect time because they're all discounted. So you're going to get a lot of more Christmas uh, decorations, you know, during January and February. Oh, yeah. For sure. That is such an interesting pick. You know, we learn so much about our guests through the picks that they t they they take in these drafts. I learned a lot about Ricky in these three picks right here. Okay, uh, my last pick, I'm going to buy a nice Ford F-150 just because uh, once it's snowy out, I don't know about my car's handle, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a pickup. Awesome. And my last pick, I'm going to take a page with, out of yours, Tobin, uh, with the trip, except you're going to Europe. I w always had a passion to go to Africa to the safari, so that's where I would go with my last pick. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and tell a little bit about JROTC. Um, I think the listeners will really, um, really value um, knowing a little bit more um, and understanding that the program isn't exactly what they may perceive it to be. Uh, so we just thank you so much for the information. Um, anything you guys want to add before we, we let you guys go? Um, I guess the last thing I have is, it's going to sound kind of boring, but um, thank you for having us. We appreciate the opportunity to be here. The last thing I want to put is saying, like, I recommend people try out the class and see how they think about it and also try out the practices. Oh, uh, yeah. Just thanks for having us. And we've had a lot of fun here. But uh, for anyone who is just wondering about the class some more, you know, talk to your counselor, get out there and just try to talk to some others who are in the class. And we'll be sure to let you know a whole bunch of information that would hopefully persuade you to join.